Welcome to the e-commerce badassery podcast, the place for scrappy female entrepreneurs who want to learn actionable steps and strategies to grow the traffic, sales, and profit in your e-commerce business. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo Coster, a 20-year retail veteran who spent three years as the only employee of a seven-figure online store. That shit was crazy. I know exactly how it feels to do all the things, and I'm sharing everything I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I may have started this business by accident, but supporting badass bosses like you lights me the fuck up, and I am so stoked to see you grow. Are you ready, babe? Let's roll. Welcome back to the e-commerce badassery podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Totillo-Coster. If you've been hanging with me for any length of time, you know I'm a sucker for a great tech tool, and I encourage you to use them when they can save you time, make you more money, and of course, if it can do both. You also probably know that I'd rather see you use the one that is best for your needs, even if it feels expensive. This is especially true when it comes to email marketing platforms. Instead of figuring out how to save money on your email marketing platform, figure out how to make more money from email instead, you know? At the same time, though, it's really easy to test out and invest in a tech platform, not use it to its fullest potential, or completely forget that you paid for it at all. If that's you, don't feel bad. We did this at my previous day job, too. You see the shiny object, get excited, invest, realize it's more work than you thought to get set up or maintain, or you just don't have the time to facilitate the program that it's responsible for, like a rewards or affiliate program. That's why today I want to talk about auditing your tech stack. Let's figure out what you've got, what's paying for itself, what needs to be optimized, and potentially what needs to be prioritized. Maybe you've got something that isn't quite cutting it at the moment, but would be if you just set aside some time to dig in. Or maybe you know you're not going to be able to prioritize this tool or strategy right now, and it just doesn't make sense to keep paying for it. Or maybe after last week's episode, when we talked about what marketing activities you were going to focus on this year, you realize you're paying for a tool that isn't going to matter in your business anymore. Now, of course, only you will be able to answer that question for sure, what you need to keep and what to get rid of. But my goal today is to walk through some of the tools you're probably using and some questions to ask yourself while you're evaluating whether or not you need to keep it. I'm also going to give you some insight into what tools you should absolutely prioritize using in your business and what to look out for if you're considering downgrading to a free or lower cost version of something so you can decide if it's really a feature you need right now in your business. So let's kick it off with on-site tools. When it comes to expanding the functionality of your website and providing a better experience for your customers, you're probably using a lot of apps to help you do this. Some of them generate revenue like a cross-sell app and others don't hold any value unless you're actively using them like a heat mapping software. I want you to take a deep dive into the apps you're currently using on your site and make sure it's truly worth having them. A cross-sell app. Yes, this is worth having. And if it's not generating enough revenue to pay for itself and then some, I would set aside some time to optimize this before the end of Q1. I dive deeper into how to use cross-sells and upsells in your e-commerce store on episode 49 of the podcast, 
But ultimately, unless you are a one product store, there's no reason why this app should not be adding profit to your bottom line. Review apps. Reviews are an important part of running a successful product-based business. Consumers look to reviews to help them make a buying decision. But there are a multitude of different apps out there, and it can be overwhelming to find the right one for you. This is definitely a must-have app, but you might be able to get away with using the free app from Shopify. This is especially true if you're early in your business and it's unlikely that your customers would submit photos as part of their review. The good news about review apps is that it is super simple to switch. So whatever decision you make today, you're not stuck with it. I go deeper into review apps on episode 16 of the podcast, but here are a few reasons why you might want to use a paid app. One, if you need to combine reviews across products. For example, you have the same product in multiple colors, but you list them separately. Paid apps will allow you to group those reviews across all of your individual items. Two, you want and your customers are likely to submit photos with their product reviews. This is not something that's available on the Shopify app. Or three, you want to reward points for product reviews. Paid tools are also going to give customers the option to leave their reviews in the body of the review request email. Now, there are paid tools that have a free tier, which would give you access to this feature, but they often have limitations on the number of requests they'll send out. So if you're running out of requests, but you're not really getting reviews to justify the cost of upgrading the app, I would put your energy toward optimizing your review request process, which I also talk about in episode 16. Next up, reward apps. Reward programs are a great way to keep your customers engaged and loyal to your brand, but it does take some work to facilitate that engagement. You want to make sure that your rewards program is actually bringing a lift in your repeat business and your bottom line. Otherwise, you're just giving money away. The first thing I would do is analyze the spending habits of your rewards members versus your non-rewards members. Can you see any difference in their purchasing frequency, their lifetime value? If the answer is yes, then you're probably good. If the answer is no, then I would make a concerted effort to engage that group of customers. What special events can you hold for them? What special emails can you send them, whether automated or in one-off campaigns? Ask yourself, am I showing up for my rewards members the way they deserve? Rarely does a rewards program just bring a whole bunch of repeat business without any effort on your part. And if you're unable to really utilize it and engage that group of customers to see that lift, you may just be giving money away in rewards points and paying for the app. A live chat or chat bot. This is definitely one of those I would say there is really no reason not to have it as long as it's optimized. I don't think live chat is quite as important as long as you can set up answers to some frequently asked questions. The goal is to make sure the customer can get easy answers as quickly as possible, which should ultimately help with your conversion. And you can get started for free with Shopify Inbox, which also includes the ability to set up FAQs. Next up are heat mapping softwares and session recordings. I love a good heat mapping slash session recording software. 
These can be really useful when you're working on optimizing your on-site conversion rate. But often I find these are the types of tools that aren't being utilized and can potentially be costing you unnecessarily. While the best answer would actually be to prioritize using the tool, that can prove to be pretty difficult if you don't have the manpower to manage it. If that's you, I recommend you set aside some time throughout the year to deep dive into this. Ideally, when you see an uptick in traffic so you have more data to work with. When you're not intentionally utilizing the software, you can remove it and stop paying for it. The same is true for A-B testing and personalization software. This was something we were terrible about utilizing at my previous day job. Honestly, I just had too much else on my plate, and if it came to sending an email or setting up a website A-B test, I was going to send an email. These are typically on the more expensive side, so if you're not actively engaging in CRO, conversion rate optimization, but you're paying for these tools, I would outsource it to someone else or just scrap the tool altogether. You'll also want to look at apps you might be using for things like adding a mega menu to your store, filters, or even custom fonts. Sometimes we add apps for things our themes can't do at the time, but newer versions of our themes will have these features built in, which can ultimately save us money and page load time. Of course, getting rid of apps like this takes a bit more thought because it might require a theme update, which is a whole other project you might not want to take on at the moment, but it's worth it to just take a look. All right, let's talk about social media marketing tools. While I've been on a tear about social media these last few months, the truth is for a lot of businesses, it's a powerful way to get in front of your perfect customer. But running a really great content marketing strategy on social media is more than just posting pretty pictures. There's planning, and creating, posting, engaging, and getting people off of the platforms. There is a lot that goes into it, but not all tools are created equal. So let's run through some of the ones you might be using and whether or not it's actually worth it. Let's start with content schedulers. I've spent a lot of time testing and trying all of the different content schedulers. I don't know if I thought they were magically going to make me more consistent. Truth is, unless you need additional platforms like LinkedIn and Pinterest or you recycle a lot of content and want a tool that does that automatically for you, you can probably get away with Meta's built-in scheduling tool. They've definitely upgraded it and you can easily adjust your posts for Facebook and Instagram. So unless you're super in love with the tool you're using, you can probably save yourself a couple of bucks. What I think is way more valuable than a scheduler is a list growth tool. How do you get people off of Instagram and onto your email list? There are two in particular that I love, ManyChat for DM automation and Pop Smash for giveaways. Both of the founders have been on the podcast and I have affiliate links that get you a special deal. I'll put links in the show notes for all of that for you to check out. But again, if you're worried about investing in these, I say drop the scheduler and invest in these instead. Content creation and editing apps are another place that you can likely save. There are a ton of free options out there and even the paid ones, if you're using them, awesome. But now is a great time to double check what you're paying for that you might have forgotten about. I don't know about you, but I have some apps with yearly fees that I completely forget about until the charge comes through. So just take a peek at your app subscriptions and dump anything you're not using. The next category, biz operations. 
This is likely a place you'll want to invest, especially if it can streamline your operations and save you time and money. After today's episode, you might find that instead of eliminating apps, you might have to add some. That's okay too. As you start growing your business, one of the first things you're going to want to invest in is a more robust customer service platform. If you're finding that you're spending a lot of time going back and forth through emails with customers and it's hard to keep track of your inquiries and interactions, it might be time to get a real help desk. Gorgeous is definitely the go-to in the e-commerce space, especially for Shopify stores. Their tool is deeply integrated with Shopify, so checking order details, processing refunds, etc. can all be done from right within their tool. You don't have to switch back and forth between multiple screens. If this is something you think you need, I would make them your first stop for research. I'll stick my affiliate link in the show notes so you can check it out. And if you are currently using a different platform that you don't love, but you're locked into a contract, let me know. You can just DM me on Instagram. I'll introduce you to my rep there. I've had a few clients who were able to get gorgeous to buy out their contracts in order for them to make the switch. It's a pretty sweet deal. Inventory management is another area that you might end up adding a tool to your roster instead of actually removing it. When you're just getting started, Shopify's internal inventory management tools are usually fine. But if you have a really wide product assortment, have to manage raw materials, or just as you grow, you'll likely want to invest in a more robust tool. This might also be the case if you sell on multiple platforms that can't be integrated with your e-commerce platform. If you're using Shopify, you might not run into this as they have a pretty extensive integration list. But if you're on a platform that doesn't integrate with Shopify and you can't see the orders come in and it doesn't deduct the inventory, then you may want to invest in a third-party inventory management platform that sits between all of your other systems and becomes the master. So we did something similar at my previous day job. We use NetSuite for our ERP and POS system for our physical stores. NetSuite was the master of our inventory and the available quantity just synced back to Shopify. Another situation might be if you do printing in-house, but you sell from the same inventory of blanks across multiple products. So let's say you do graphic tees, you have 10 different designs, but you're printing them all from the same inventory of blanks. In that case, you can get away with a tool like Bundles by Gazebo, which will sync your inventory in the back end. So you wouldn't necessarily need a full-on inventory management system for that. If, on the other hand, you end up going in the opposite direction where maybe you're no longer managing raw materials because you're outsourcing your manufacturing, then it's probably a tool you can dump. All right, shipping tools. Now, you can get away with using Shopify's internal shipping functionality for a long time, but as you start to grow and expand your sales channels, it might make sense to move to a platform like ShipStation or Shipping Easy. These are most powerful when you want to be able to compare rates across carriers. If you sell on a sales channel that doesn't integrate with Shopify and you can't pull your orders in, so this way you can just go to one place to ship everything, or if you just have a high volume of orders and need to streamline your fulfillment process, 
More advanced shipping tools are going to give you more reporting and ways that you can print what you need to pick from the warehouse, and it just helps streamline that process. Then we've got project management tools. These can be a great way to keep your team in sync and even keep yourself on task, but a lot of the platforms out there can actually complicate the task management process. You'll have to figure out what works for you, but Don't be afraid to get rid of your project management software if you're just not using it or it's just not working or if you're a one-person show. Like You don't have to have one. Use the system that works for you. Reporting tools are another thing to look at. With all the data available at your fingertips related to your e-commerce business, it can be really tempting to invest in high-priced third-party reporting tools. While this might make sense for businesses with multi-six plus figures in revenue, it's likely not necessary before that. The only time I would say it's worth it is if it's the difference between you looking at the numbers or not looking at the numbers, because maybe this platform just presents the information in a way that's easier for you to read. In that case, hey, I get it. Sometimes we got to pay for convenience. SEO tools like Uber suggest also fall into this category, though I think now they have a one-time fee, like not a recurring. You just pay one time and have it forever. Last on the list for today are email and SMS tools. This is definitely one of the places I don't want you to skimp on. Email is a revenue generator. It doesn't make sense to sacrifice functionality and reporting capability to save a couple of bucks. I'm not going to go into all the details of my favorite platforms today. I'll stick some links in the show notes for you, but a few things I want you to keep in mind. If your email platform is not paying for itself and then some, the platform is not the problem. It's likely your strategy, your list, something. It's not the platform. Ideally, you should keep your SMS and email in the same platform if you can so that you can see your engagement and conversion across the two channels in the same place. Most of the SMS platforms, even if they say they integrate with your email platform, they only share subscribers, not any of the actual engagement or sales data. If you've been using a third-party pop-up tool, I would take another look at the capabilities of your email tools forms. Most of them have really leveled this functionality up and it's not necessary to pay for a separate tool. Plus your emails form tool is generally better at recognizing existing people on your list than when you use a third-party tool like Just Uno, for instance. All right, so what is the moral of today's episode? Software tools should save you time make you money, or do both. While each individual tool might not cost all that much, those fees can add up quickly if you're not careful. Plus, those excess software tools are just another form of digital clutter. And I don't know about you, but for me, I am desperately trying to streamline a lot of things and get rid of the clutter. Take some time to look through all of the tools you're using and evaluate how they're contributing to your business. If it's something that doesn't align with your business goals this year or you're just not utilizing it right now, let it go. You can always get it again later if you're ready to focus on that thing at a later date. 
Again, if it's something that isn't quite paying for itself and then some, but should be like a cross-sell app or your email platform, focus your energy on optimizing how you're using it and getting it to perform better before you throw in the towel. And ultimately, just make sure these tools aren't adding unnecessary complexity to your business. Very often, we may invest in a tool to solve a specific problem. And then we have this other problem. So we get this other tool for that. And we start to Frankenstein all of these things together. So now is a really great time to zoom out, look at everything you have, see what else might be out there that can solve multiple problems in one and maybe even be better at it. And then you can have just an overall more seamless, streamlined tech stack. All right. I know that this is a lot of information. Take some time to soak it all in. Start thinking through your goals and focuses for the new year. Set aside some time to check through the tools that you're paying for. You could always delegate that process to an assistant or a VA if you've got one too. And then just set aside some time to review everything before the end of Q1 and start making some decisions. I know that this isn't a very sexy part of running your business, but it's one of those things that if we ignore it, it just gets bigger and more complex and it creates even more work later on. So I do recommend that you at least do this once a year at the beginning of the year. So hint, hint, now is the perfect time. And that is a wrap on this week's episode. If you made it this far with me today, thank you so much for hanging out. I so appreciate that you're here. I hope that this was helpful and got you thinking about things that you may have been ignoring in your business. Don't forget to join me next week for a brand new episode and have a kick-ass rest of your day. I'll see you on the flip side, friend. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're looking to surround yourself with more product entrepreneurs who totally get your life right now, get your booty on over to the e-commerce badassery Facebook group. Can't wait to see you there. Until next time, e-commerce friends, stay badass.